Hello, this is episode number 19 of the Alphology 2 podcast. So hello and welcome back. This week, we have a topic which I managed to flesh out, unlike last week, which was a bit of a disaster, to be honest. Wasn't a fan of last week's episode. It was pretty melancholic. It wasn't really as off the wall as potentially the other episodes are. Uh, so I, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I, I don't know if anybody else did, but uh, it wasn't really for me in terms of what I want to get out of it or what I want it to be. But oh well, that's the advantage of having a weekly podcast is that you can write the wrongs from the previous week. Uh, look, so today it's going to be pretty off the wall, but it's because I think I've been batting around for a while. Um, and I didn't think I'd be able to get a whole podcast out of it, but just been sitting down and writing out some notes for, for this. And I reckon I've probably got enough. So, you know, look, we'll dive straight into it. Before I get going, the thing I need to say is that I'm going to be talking about the realistic and extremely likely possibility that we're all going to die. Um, so if that's the sort of thing that distresses you, potentially might be good to switch off uh if uh, from uh my point of view is from a point of view of like a non-religious person uh so if you are religious then the chances are i'm not going to talk about much stuff that you believe in and what i want to talk about is the sort of like the fact that uh humans are biodegradable and we don't really taken up advantage of that uh, because we have sort of like a sentimental attachment to people and their physical form when actually the main thing we love is most likely their consciousness their their, their brain uh, their mind shall we say that we love their mind not their body but once the mind goes once they die we try and like hold on to the body and, and have some sort of attach some significance to the body. So what I'm going to be talking about is the tragedy of our sentimental attachment to dead human flesh, which I think I will now make the title of this episode because that sounds pretty cool. The tragedy of the sentimental attachment or the sentimental obsession with dead human flesh. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, so yeah, told you it was going to be out there. You, you were warned. Yeah. Look, as I said, we're going from the point of view of sort of atheist, non-religious people. Uh, so they, or we believe that when you die, you are dead. Um, so there's no real significance to the body. There's nothing any God wants to do with it. And actually in most sort of Western religions, I don't think the body is that significant, is it? I, I, mean, I don't really know. Um, but I, I, so I don't think it really matters if you, if you are religious. But the point is, is that when you're dead, there is not sort of anybody living in there anymore. It's just a lump of meat. So you might as well put yourself to good use if you're dead. Do you know what I mean? Because at the moment, most bodies are put to no use whatsoever. We just chuck them in a very specific plot of land or burn them for no reason and then we set up a little shrine to them which you can go and visit but realistically you never do 
and, and that takes up space and that, that that doesn't help anybody it might help some people emotionally but in a more and more challenging world we need all the help we can get and our bodies are a good way of, of, of helping ourselves out so here's my idea for that uh look humans are biodegradable which is great you know biodegradable stuff is the future uh we we do break down when when we die we we rot away our, our flesh rots away and disappears and is eaten by bugs or other animals or bacteria uh, it falls off it wastes away because obviously you're not having any food intake to, to keep it going your body's not trying to replenish it uh, there's no proteins being added so it breaks down but humans being biodegradable is not a bad thing so here's my idea that we start composting people once they're dead so have like a compost heap it has to be your compost heap it can be like a government ran compost heap the, the human composting program and you get chucked in there you break down and then you get used to grow stuff for current people or to eat or animals to eat which will support our society because you help out the production of food or the production of materials that we need like trees because they grow in soil and so that composting would be really effective and realistically it's not much different to what goes on now you're, you're chucked in the ground now anyway you know you might as well be chucked somewhere where you can be used later on once you've broken down you know i i don't understand why we aren't composted uh, so yeah people should be composted I, I don't think that there's really much argument against it because we're composted anyway. It's just a different type of composting. It could be run by the government. And like, I, I don't see an argument against it really, other than like these ridiculous sentimental ones. It's time to stop being sentimental. Yeah, it's just a lump of meat. It's no different to a steak. You know, you might care about, you might be vegan or something and care about the steak, but you only care about the steak because it once wasn't a live cow. You care about the fact that that cow has died. Same with people. You, you you care about the fact that they've died. That's fair enough. But the lump of meat that they are has no significance to, to that at all. So compost them. You know, help feed new life. And on that, using the word feed, on that, uh, could we use people or dead people as animal food? So food for livestock or fish again you know it helps uh the it helps nature or oh, i don't know what the the, the word is um, for, for animals and stuff uh, like biodiversity i guess but diversity is not the word i'm looking for um yeah basically we can help grow new animals new animals when they die most animals when they die in the wild they're composted or or eaten by other animals so we could just do the same thing and if we're eaten by animals then we go back into that into that sort of natural structure of things as we would do in the wild but back when we like before civilizations existed that's what happened you know you weren't just like oh yeah he, he he's dead so 
we're going to bury him and leave a shrine to him. Like when we were wild, it was like, nah, fuck him, mate. He's going to get eaten by lions anyway. Let's piss off and save ourselves. And then the lion, it's like, class, mate, I'll eat a nice tasty treat of this dead person. So he's full. He grows bigger and stronger. He dies. And then there's like a vulture flying above. It's like, oh, class, there's a dead lion. And it all goes into the, 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 the ecosystem. I think that might be the word I was looking for earlier. It helps ecosystems, like have strong ecosystems. So yeah, we could turn people into animal food. Or if we're being really extreme, people food. You know, we could, we, we could eat dead people. You know, if we all agree to it, it's not weird. It's only weird because some people don't agree to being eaten. And we're not killing people specifically to eat them. I guess they'd have to be quite fresh, wouldn't they? You, you don't want to eat someone who's been dead for six weeks at the bottom of a river. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Someone who's just died, you know, go down to the morgue every morning and pick out your your people's steaks. Okay, so now I'm saying this one. It was, it was all right written down on the paper, all controversial about being people food, but now I'm saying it sounds a bit wrong. Maybe you'd have to consent to it. So like you have like a, a donor card where you tick the box saying, yeah, I'm okay for cannibals to eat me if I die, which actually ties into a number of ideas for this, this podcast, actually. Um, so maybe you, you, the people food thing might be a bit extreme and therefore you'd have to opt in as the subject of it. You'd have to say, yeah, I, I want to be eaten or I, or I don't care if I am eaten. So yeah, crack on. And look, again, for the same reasons that that would help more, like, you know, that would feed a person for a day or more than a day. You probably, you probably feed one person for a couple of weeks off one human body. So again, that's a good thing. Better than the alternative is just chucking them in the ground or burning them. You're not helping anybody by doing that. On the same topic is, or similar topic, I guess, like maybe we should force people to donate their organs. So at the moment, people are chucked in the ground or cremated with everything still intact and inside them. And that doesn't really help anybody. If we're going to continue to do that, maybe we should strip everybody of all their organs and give them to either research or cannibals <laughs> or uh, what are the other ones that you can? Oh, yeah, or for transplants. I don't know why that's not man- it's a mandatory, but then you, you, so you're forced to do it, but I guess you can opt out if you really, really don't want to. I think that's the same in a lot of places. Donating your organs is a no brainer, really. It, it will help in some way. And if it doesn't, well, you know, you're dead. It doesn't matter anyway, does it? So, you know, the, the body is a waste of space. So like, I guess we could compost them if, if they really can find a use for it. So yeah, you should donate your organs. That's a bit of a side point. Uh, I guess maybe uh, talking about opting out and options, you could choose what happens to your, to your body after you die. Which I know you, I know you to a big extent you can at the moment, but say there's like sort of like mandatory composting or mandatory reuse of your dead body, then you could choose how it's reused. So do you donate it to science? Are you composted? Are you fed to animals? You know, what do you want? And that's quite a sort of liberal way of looking at it. You know, it's like, okay, you have to use your body, but we'll let you choose how. So I reckon that would work. In terms of reusing bodies, it would, it would help the environment because obviously you need to make less animal food and animal food is a big problem because uh, we have animals take up a lot of space as it is, that damages the environment, but then you have to grow stuff to feed those animals 
which takes up even more space, which damages the environment even more. If you were feeding the dead bodies, it would ease the pressure on that. Uh, and also composting helps plants and biodiversity generally because it increases the quality of soil, uh, which makes things grow, which helps bees and bees help other things that grow and animals eat stuff that grows. So, and then animals eat those animals. So you've got biodiversity, good, strong ecosystems from people being composted. So environmentally, it's a good decision. And look, even not environmentally, even like spiritually, it's pretty funky to be like one with nature, isn't it? Like when you die, you get to become one with nature by being composted. You get to, to really know that you're being put back into the system. I, th- I take some comfort from that. I, I don't want to just be like, oh, well, I'm dead in the ground in a coffin. Oh, this is really shit. I don't want to be found in like thousands of years time, perfectly preserved. They'd be like, what the fuck is this guy with the absolutely enormous knob doing here? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help that. That was terrible. Well, I might even cut that out. If I haven't cut that out, then I was feeling brave under the editing. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be found in like a perfect condition. I, I want to be, you know, fed to chickens or something. Uh, and I think it'd be quite, quite spiritual to think like, yeah, well, I'm back being one with the earth rather than thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to be displayed in a museum for fucking weird tourists to wank over in thousands of years time. And look with all these things, it seems quite radical now, but after a while it will become normalized. If, if, if you, if you just force people to do it after like a generation of people who didn't have, who didn't know about burying or, or cremating, um, everybody would just say, Oh yeah, you get composted when you die. That's the thing that happens. Yeah, that's fine. You know, we're all perfectly reasonable about that. And once these things are normalized, then I get the practices for doing these things, they become more and more advanced. So they find better ways of composting. They find uh, better ways, more efficient ways of, of, of getting people turned into food, getting them distributed to, to animals to eat. Uh, so uh, again, and then the, the, the benefits would be amplified. Yeah, mate, this is genius. I, I don't know why people don't talk about this more often. I, I, the thing is, at the moment, we've got a lot of graveyards extensive amount of graveyards you know loads and loads and loads of people in the past have died like hundreds if not thousands of people in the past have died and like they're all in the ground somewhere with a headstone what the fuck's that about get rid of all those get rid of the headstones reuse the stone you got more space to 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 to, to plant trees or you know to have livestock or to build high-rise flats. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to like the fact that I'm suggesting building high-rise flats on people's graves. Um, but I've just said it, so they're taking it back. Uh, that's what I think we should do. But probably be more effective as like farmland because that land would probably be quite fertile because of all the stuff that's been decomposing in it over the years. So, you know, you could really grow some good stuff on there again helping ecosystems and stuff so I, I i don't see an issue with that get rid of graveyards bin them off P- if people want their own little shrine at home they can put one up they don't have a specific place where you've got concentrated amounts of dead bodies and concentrated amount of weird little shrines to people which last for hundreds of years there are people like i, I used to live in 
a little village where there was a, a graveyard up the road. And there's like hundreds of graves in there. There's no more people getting buried in there now because it's full. But the people who were buried there died like 400 years ago. And their head's done today. You can barely read. You think, who gives a toss about this guy now? Nobody. He's right away. He's gone. He, he's, he's one with the earth. So if people want to keep their own headstones at home, people who have died, so, that, so it reminds them, fair enough. But don't go taking up public land. Bin that off. Bulldoze all the graveyards. And get that fertile land reused. Um, this might sound like I'm being insensitive overall, doesn't it? I'm not being insensitive to people dying. It's really sad. Most of the time, obviously, sometimes it's not sad. Some people are cunts. But most of the time, for someone dying, it's really sad. It was certainly really sad for someone, even if they are cunts. Uh, but that doesn't mean that life has to stop or that it should disrupt human life in general. You know, we, we've got to be as good as we can as a species. And in this area, we're really poor. It's okay to be sad, but don't get this sentimental obsession with just lump of meat. Because that's what it is. It's a lump of meat. Don't get a sentimental obsession with it. Think smart. Think that we can make a decent amount of difference to our lives now, you know, actual ongoing life, rather than you're pandering to the wishes or even not wishes of people who are no longer alive and therefore don't give a fuck about what happens. And look, the more people we have, the more important that space is as well for the graveyard. So the more people we have, the more space we're going to need and the more people are going to die. So are we going to watch, just have bigger graveyards and graveyards everywhere? No, we should have no graveyards. The extra people can live in that. The people that die, they biodegrade. So, you know, we can compost them. So they're not taking up any room. We have more room for everybody. And a lot of our overpopulation problems are not solved. But, you know, again, it, it relieves the pressure on the overpopulation issues, which again has a knock on effect on, you know, the environment, quality of water, quality of life across the world. So let's get composting people. Let's get rid of the graveyards. Let's make it work. Um, this is a bit of a side issue. I was going to do, I was potentially going to do a separate podcast about this, but I don't think I've ever enough time in, in my life to do it. And it's about people donating their body, like we were talking about earlier. Um, is that it's a bit it's a bit controversial. It's that should people be able to donate their bodies to necrophilia? So you think like, well, I don't give a toss about my body. You know, I can't be talking about you, just a lump of meat anyway. If someone wants to fuck it, I mean, you know, weirdo alert. Bit odd, wanted to fuck me while I'm dead. But, you know, good luck to you, crack on. You know, you strip all my organs out, send them off to the scientists. Some creep gets to have a go on my dead body, and then I get thrown on the compost heap. You know, what's, what's wrong with that? You know, it's like, I want that. It'd be nice to have one last lay when I'm dead. You know, I, I, I take pleasure in you know, giving pleasure to other people. And, you know, if, if, if I could do that from beyond the grave, then that, then that would be fine. If people are donating their body, and the problem is with necrophilia is that necrophiliacs tend to end up being murderers. I don't know if they're murderers to begin with and they actually like, but like, if you just like having sex with dead people, there's a very basic level of necrophilia. Then, and, and there are people who are willing to sign up to, 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 to being boned once they're dead then those two people are, are, are two groups that could slot together very easily 
without it needing to be for or against the law uh, to, you know, for, for the betterment of society. The only problem is a lot of necrophiliacs uh, like to kill people and it's more about the act of killing someone and then bucking them, which is, is what they, that's what they get off on. And obviously killing someone is not okay. Uh, killing someone to have sex with them, not okay. So you can't make necrophilia legal across the board, but the, for the, that small slither of necrophiliacs, we could sort of help them, um, you know, make sure they wear protection, make sure they, or all the precautions are taken. If they just like dead people, let's, let's, let's do them a favor, you know, let's all, let's all get on. And that would sort of enable them to fit into society more easy, but they wouldn't be repressing who they are. Uh, so I think that that's, that's a pretty solid idea. Uh, probably logistically it wouldn't work again, because I was talking about, about the murderers. So that wouldn't be great. Uh, look, I've realized most people talk about people getting buried rather than cremated. I mentioned it a couple of times, but really I just want to touch on people getting cremated. Obviously you can't be cremated and then donate your body to, 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 to a number of things, but what, because I don't know, animals don't eat human ash, do they? So you can't do that. I don't know if the ash, uh, breaks down in soil. I don't know if you can, if it's biodegradable, but I'm sure somebody could work that out. If it is, that's great. But it, when we're burning the people, we could harness the energy from the heat that it creates. I don't know, to power electricity, like a furnace, uh, your steam train. If there's any steam trains left, you could power it off cremations. I'd love to be cremated on a steam train, be class. Uh, so yeah, that, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Basically when you're cremating people, use it to create energy in like a plant. Uh, again, that person's dead and their body is useless, but they want to be cremated. So rather than having a useless urn, get an urn, which was created by doing something good, i.e. creating more energy. And if you're going to burn that person anyway, you might as well use that energy. And again, we're helping the environment. We're making things cheaper. We're using fewer fossil fuels. I think everything would be, would be great. Um, look, this doesn't just apply to people. This could apply to household pets as well. Uh, you know, if Rover kicks the bucket and you think, well, let's chuck him on the compost heap. That might be better. Or let's burn him and use the energy. Or let's feed him to the fish. Or, I don't know, the chickens. Then that would be great. That would be good use of, of dead rover. You know, again, very sad when your dog dies, but your dog's body, who actually gives a fucking task about the dog's body? It's an ex-dog. It's a, it's a lump of meat. In a lot of countries, they'd eat it. Uh, and, and you know, morally, no difference between it to, to eat anything else. So, no issue with that dead dog's body being used. Dead fish, I can feed them to the other fish. Flushing down the toilet, feed that your dead fish, the other fish. Fish love eating fish. It's a fish eat fish world. That's a thing. I think that's a saying, isn't it? Certainly, a dog eat dog world. Feed dogs to other dogs. What's wrong with that? Nice hungry dog. You dogs don't give a shit. They'd be like, yeah, class, mate. This is me. This is what I want. You know, cannibalistic dogs, you know, that happens anyway, doesn't it? But it is a bit sad that household pets die, I guess. I don't really want household pets to die. Which is why if life lengthening technology is achieved, i.e. technology to enable you to live forever or at least for hundreds of years, I think it should only be made available 
to household pets. So like you have your family dog who just lives indefinitely or for hundreds of years. So it's like passed down throughout the generations. It's like, oh, you look after the dog. So you have a dog who like was originally bought by granddad, you know, and then obviously was taken over by, by, by the kid. And then their kids take over the dog as well. And the dog outlives everybody and everybody gets the same dog. And it's all like a really lovely family tradition. So that'd be pretty cool if, but obviously life lengthening technology shouldn't be made available to humans because we'd fuck with it and make bad things happen. So, you know, that's not allowed. We have to die. Unfortunately, that's the rules. Uh, so sorry about that. And when you do die, make sure that you get thrown on the compost heap. Uh, but if your pets die, you know, compost them. Pets aren't such a problem because they don't get buried in cemeteries. So normally you bury your pet in your garden and your garden normally would be more susceptible to the growth of uh, flowers or weeds or uh, vegetables. If you're that sort of person, you could put your dog in your vegetable patch. If you've got one down the, or down the allotment, you know, and sort of get that soil going nice and fertile, let all the flies eat it and keep them going. So consider that if your pet dies, you know, chuck it on the compost heap or, or down the allotment. Uh, but yeah, burying in the garden is also fine because, you know, gardens are a bit more natural than, than cemeteries. Um, but people shouldn't be given the opportunity to live for that long, live forever. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, on a total U-turn here that I'm going to do, uh, people should be potentially, if, if, if we can, if we can possibly work out how to do it, we should make people out of plastic. So get rid of flesh altogether make people out of plastic and that would be kind of cool because you could see what like old celebrities looked like. So I don't mean like old as in their age. I mean like, so for example, like uh, Oliver Cromwell, you know, the equivalent of him, if he was made of plastic, he'd still be there today because it doesn't biodegrade. And you could see what Oliver Cromwell actually looked like. You know, Cleopatra, she's described as being the most beautiful woman of all time which I think is probably unlikely. I think she was probably just a bit of all right. But apparently she's like the most beautiful woman anyone ever seen. But she's dead and we don't know what she looks like. She's all composted in the sand in Egypt or whatever. Um, and we don't know what she looks like, which, which makes me very, very, very sad. So if she was made of plastic, that would be great. So like Kim Kardashian, make her out of plastic. In 2000 years time, people go, oh yeah. I heard that Kim Kardashian from thousands of years ago was pretty hot. They go, well, she was. And look, she's made of plastic there. Um, but obviously that's not very good for the environment. And that is a bit of a gimmick, isn't it? If everybody was stuck in made of plastic on the off chance that they might be famous. So, you know, potentially we'll move on for that one. Just to sum up, really, just a couple more bits of thing I want to bat around. This idea of composting people and making sure that bodies are reused. Uh, it won't affect funerals too much. You can still have a funeral. You can still have an open casket. You know, there's no time limit on when you have to start to do this. You, know, you can have your body. You can look at it. You can pay your respects. Uh, you still have funerals. You can still respect the life of that person. Uh, it's just, you just have to reuse their body. So I don't think it will affect funerals too much. And it doesn't really make a difference, does it? Because when you bury someone or cremate them, you never see the body again anyway. You don't, you know, you know what happens to it. It, 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 it goes eventually. But you, it's not like you people are seeing dead 
bodies every day. You know, the, the, the bodies of the people they know every single day. You know, you see it once, potentially, maybe twice. You might find it, be the person who finds the dead body, and, and you might see it in an open casket. You never see it again after that. You've got photographs for that of them when they were alive. So I don't really get why people would be annoyed at this idea because you don't see the body again anyway. So that's my fucking weird podcast for this week. I hope you agree because the more I thought about it, the better an idea it seems to me that, you know, we should help our environment, help our ecosystems, get rid of our stupid attachment to lumps of dead flesh and generally work towards being a more sort of death positive society. Use death to our advantage. You know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You know, when death gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's a good saying. That would be the slogan of my campaign to change it. Um, rather than the tragedy of the sentimental obsession with dead human flesh. So that's that's it, really. Uh, if this podcast was too weird for you, then do tune in next week. because That's going to be fucking weird as well. The whole thing's weird. That's what it's all about. Uh, if you do like the podcast then thumbs up, subscribe, five stars, whatever it might be or on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, follow it on Spotify. I think that's a thing. You can follow on Spotify. On, on Apple, it's subscribe and five stars. On YouTube, it's subscribe and thumbs up. Those are the main platforms. Uh, or you can follow on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Alcology 2 Podcast. If you search for those things, you'll likely find it. Uh, and if you want to abuse me about the podcast and do feel free to get in touch, there's a number of ways you can do that. Social media is the best way. And again, I've said this before, I'll say it again, the best way to help the podcast if you like it is to tell somebody else that you like it and get them to listen in. And, you know, you never know, you could have like a nice little, like a book group where you all sit around in a circle and discuss what you liked or didn't like about the podcast this week. But that would actually be horrendous. What a bunch of fucking weirdos that would be in that little book group. Um, I think we get to the point where I'm just saying stuff, aren't we? So I will wrap it up there. Uh, it's been weird. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I hope you do too. And I will see you again next week. Thank you very much.